On today's podcast, we talk about Brassic, the British TV show that we are both huge fans of. Okay, you haven't seen it. I saw it this week, but um, it's a really good show. So I think you uh, assumed that it would be like when you assigned it, but it's a really good show. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that kind of gets into what we were talking about before. When I was looking up all the reviews for this stuff, as I uh, did the research, I guess I kept on seeing good uh, good reviews for it. Like in The Guardian, kept on giving both series, um, in this case seasons, a high score. And uh, the IMDb voting for it, or the rating, was pretty high as well. But the actual rating scores weren't that high. It was only like 12 to 6. But like there was at least 2,000 people that rated an 8.2, which I consider anything an 8.1 or above as to be a show that I could probably watch in the future or something like that. Okay, I saw the last episode, right? Yeah. I was, I don't know. I'm just asking you. It was like episode six or something. They all came out on the same day, and I believe episode six was the last one. Oh, okay, if they all came out on the same day, then yeah, it was definitely the last one. Um, it was It was like its own movie almost. Like, at the end of it, it told a complete story. Um... So before before you end, what what was the what was the plot? Give us a Cliff Notes version. There's no Cliff Notes version of this show. Um, so it's like super quick paced and it's almost like jarring because when it starts off, you have no kind of understanding of what the show might be, and I guess <clears throat> to the uninitiated, just watching this episode, you can actually do it and have a real good time. You don't technically need... You can probably pop in anywhere during the series. Not that there aren't overarching storylines and stuff that come into play, but they're easy to pick up, and it moves at such a, a pace where the characters are constantly showing themselves, uh, showing their true colors. But, but let me just uh, break it down. So you got the main character, who's played by Joseph Gillen? 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 Joe Gilgan. Joe, Joe Gilgan. Uh, yeah, immediately recognizable, um, if you've seen him before. And he plays Vinny, um, or, what's his name? His name is Vincent, uh, uh O'Neill. Vincent O'Neill. And he's, like, in charge of, like, a gang of criminals, but they're not, like, a super serious gang of criminals. They're more just, like, kind of hanging around and, and doing kind of funny things and, like, petty crime and stuff. But he works for, like... Uh, a super big time boss and stuff and we hardly see that guy except uh except later on in the show when he kind of complains <clears throat> to vince to vinnie uh the show starts off with this family burying their goldfish in the middle of a park with kind of like sweet music playing over it sentimental type of like drama and um then suddenly they discover a dead body and then it cuts to this guy watching a VHS kind of like porno on his uh, seat and you have and you're just like okay and then and he's watching it on his iPhone but it's like got the VHS lines and stuff for it being like a really knockoff 90s something um, and then we start we jump to a um, garage where Vinny walks in and he sees his best friend, JJ, 
Uh, but before you, do we do we have any idea who the people that bury the goldfish or the person watching the porno are? Do we? Do not we... anything. Like you're not giving anything. It just goes foo, foo, foo. and they actually have nothing to do with the storyline. They haven't been in an episode before, and they won't be again. It's a comedy. It's wait, making so, jokes constantly. Wait, so it just shows a person watching a porno, and that's it. You don't get anything else from that character. Yeah, if you'd seen the a few episodes beforehand, you would know who that person was. But to me, I was just like, well, okay, they just showed some weird guy, and they don't show any of the actual like um, right, where it course. gets worse. It just comes. It's a really hokey thing where like there's a fake doctor, and you see the boom mic like falling into the shot, and he's just watching it, kind of confused. Um, and then later on, they explain that. Apparently, that's his girlfriend, and she shot that a long time earlier, and he wasn't sure whether or not he wanted to be with her after that, but then he was, like, super convinced that he loved her, and Vinny, who kind of is in, in control of all his, like, uh, his group and stuff like that, he tells him that he should, uh, that he should propose after he show after he shows Vinny that he has a ring ready, and Vinny's like, yeah, do it right now, <laughs> just, just do it, <laughs> and he does, and then the whole episode after that, is about the guy's wedding but then at the same time it's also about tracking down uh or, or sorry stealing a bunch of stuff from someone else's wedding and then also about the dead guy who i mentioned earlier in the first scene okay so, that's so i don't think that makes any sense at all because it it's just flips so fast so but you said that you were able to understand the show once you like from the first second right like you were able to get it after a while no, you're confused at the first second of this episode because you're like, what's going on? But as the show moves on, everything sort of flows together. And you're, and by the end, I knew almost all the characters uh, and I knew basically where, what their plot lines were. But it was it was all weaving together at a, a crazy pace. Did you, get, did you get a good sense of who the characters were? Yeah, yeah. The um, Vinny is like sarcastic, but he's in, in charge. And he basically is butting into everybody's life in a way, making sure everything's running on track. JJ, his best friend, is being tortured by his cousin, who's been shown to be like a bully all his life, doing really like mean things to him. Like when he walks into the garage, he, his cousin is holding JJ by the ankles just for the sake of being like, I can hold him up for a minute. And, and JJ, uh, and then he drops him. And then he walks out and makes JJ like fix his car. And that guy's getting married. And so then when the other guy, their friend proposes to his girlfriend, the one who was in the porno, they immediately say, hey, let's hijack that guy's wedding, steal all his stuff and make our own wedding. And the other guy is having this huge mansion wedding. So like they legitimately have a heist scene where like suddenly everybody goes from the birthday party, like a kid's birthday party where they had a drunk clown to this guy JJ in front of a poster board with all these lines going everywhere and then having a group of like an old guy and all these different like heist people doing their jobs and stuff being like this is how we do it so is this like an action crime type of show if you had to guess no no action no well <laughs> not in not in the there's no special effects action the craziest action was like they did a backlash as to how the guy died because apparently they did they didn't show the body in the first scene when the family found the dead guy, but they later on when Vinny gets a call from his boss saying they found the body and what the hell happened, Vinny goes into this, and this is in the middle of the heist thing when he, he like cuts off into this storyline. 
explains what happened to this other guy and how he they had gone to like pick him up for something because he also worked for the boss and then these other guys started chasing him with guns and he like stuck his head out the window hereditary style and just had it wicked off and then his corpse the rest of his body was there the guys with the guns took the body and uh everybody went scattered and and yeah but it was hilarious because it was just ridiculous and so but they didn't tell the boss that that had happened and so now the cops are looking into it and everybody is kind of uh under pressure to to cover things up if you had to um mix this with a TV show and a movie. Which TV show would you say is closest to it, and which movie would you say is closest to? Okay, so you remember with Gentlemen how it kept like switching to scenes, right? Yes. Imagine that on Coke. Like, like Guy Ritchie film on cocaine. Yeah, like it was just <laughs> faster paced. That sounds terrifying. It was really good, though, because then while you're having this whole like crime storyline thing, you're also having a ton of comedy where the bachelor party between the guy who, uh, there are two marriages going on, but the one that uh, they, they're friends with, the one who was in the, the girl who was in the porno, they had their bachelor party and the bachelor party at the same time, and they both split off, and that, there proceeds to be like cut shots of everything that's going on between the two ones. And it starts off on the guy's side with them all putting on like horse masks and like those plastic p- pigeon masks and stuff with paintball guns and running through the streets, hitting each other and running away from the cops as they're being chased, followed to them into a forest where they're like getting drunk and stuff. And then they like find a squirrel and then they cook it and they all eat it. And then they like, <laughs> and then the girls scene is them like going from like, uh, cross-dressing clubs to uh, just n- normal bar jumping um, and they do a few clever funny shots in so, that with the songs the songs are on point the entire time the music that they get is just like really famous yeah. awesome songs oh, so, it's actually, so it's like uh, what type of songs are they are they like old like 60 songs like or is it like from all over at some one one of the guys ringtones is the I'm awesome song <laughs> and then it goes from that to like the ending song that they have at one when they finally had the wedding is like My Cherie, which is a really famous song, and they play the entire thing. And uh, they had at least I don't know ten, if not more, interweave interwoven songs. Um, and so, it was, uh, but if you had to, uh, what show would you say is closest to at this point? If you could say another show that was like it. I mean, it was very British at some points because of the humor, but at the same time, it was, I don't think it really stands with too many comparisons. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, again, the cousin's wedding, I'm not giving it enough credit because they knew that the cousin's wedding was going to be all out. Like, they made a joke that maybe the, co- the cousin was like so so much of a dick, and he was. He was just constantly insulting the dude. Um, <clears throat> that he would like, ride in on a white horse and that and and he actually had a white horse and he jumped on top of the white horse and this big crowd of like uh, family and stuff like that at least like a hundred people were walking down the street to the mansion where they were going to hold the wedding and that's when the heist took place because the guys they they had the old man staking out close to the road where at one point he was throwing like color smoke grenades so that he could grab the horse by the balls. The, the horse could throw the guy off. They literally show him grab the horse by the balls. And then the, the bad so, guy. So this have a high budget? Yeah, it probably had a, 
a pretty good budget, like, but it didn't need any special effects. It was all just by, done by itself, and there were no explosions, really. But during the heist, what happened was uh, Vinny and his crew all come in there, and a few of them are dressed like cops. And, uh, and they go into the place, and they basically tell the cooks who are preparing the meals and stuff, like, there's a bomb threat, you gotta get out of here. And the, one of the cooks, is the main head chef is in the bathroom, and the guys all leave, and uh, the cops are out there, or the two fake cops are out there, and while everybody else, uh, Vin, Vinny included, goes in to just take all the chairs and all this amazing settings and gold and stuff like that. Well, the bride walks in on that happening, and she's just like this, um, uh, she's all dressed up and like it seems like she's going to be like uh, I think it was like an arranged marriage or something but she she went from being timid to like as soon as she saw her wedding was being trashed she grabbed a sword from nowhere and then just <laughs> did like samurai moves like out of nowhere and then like ran after Vinny and almost kills him and then gets bashed over the head they tie her up and then they leave <laughs> wow this, this sounds uh sounds kind of ridiculous <laughs> Um, I have to ask though, this sounds like a show that uh, relies a lot on kind of quick-witted dialogue, um, di- like a lot of dialogue, heavy kind of like humor and, and that type of thing, but usually when shows like that happen, uh, they kind of, the dialogue that they're saying is always kind of important, ties back in later to the, uh, episode, um, would you say that kind of did that, like, it, like I guess I did write down some of the funniest lines I found, so when you had, like, the, um, the cops, right? The two cops that they had, mm-hmm. um, who were dressed up. Um, <clears throat> one of them was like, "So you want to be the good cop or the bad cop?" <laughs> and, and then the other line was when the head chef comes out. This is the other part of this story because the bride catches them, but the head chef actually knows one of the cops, and the one cop notices that immediately, turns around, and, and is like, "I know him." I've spanked him. (laughs) And apparently they they had like a gay relationship. And this head chef was not having any of the bullshit. And he starts like hounding on the first cop. Then he notices the second cop, who's the one he's had a relationship with, and immediately realizes it's a sham. And then he starts like, takes off with his cell phone, starting to run around calling the real police. And they run inside to tell everybody what's actually, that the real police are on the way. And, um... Um, oh yeah, he just doesn't buy the fact that there, there's a, a fake bomb there, and that the because, yeah he says something about like and they didn't bring the bomb squad to look at for the bomb and they were like budget cuts. <laughs> so, so I so I ask uh, well, who would you say this the audience for this type of uh, show is for? Not kids. The, the scene I told you about earlier with the birthday party and the clown, the drunk clown. Um, like the crown, the clown at one point just starts swearing at the kids, and then the kid starts swearing back, <laughs> <laughs> and then he like falls into the dresser and it like falls over and stuff. So, uh, who does Dominic West play? Ah, uh, well, it was funny because at the very ending, when you had the wedding going on, the not the big wedding, but once they've stolen all that stuff, and then Vinny comes in and tells his his best friend like or one of his other best friends the one who was marrying the girl mm-hmm. his the big speech cardi i think is his name um he's like you can do this this is awesome uh, good for you and the guy's like i'm not going to leave the gang whatever blah 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 they go in to get married and there's just a cut shot of the audience and one of the audience is dominic west <laughs> and, at first, and i'm just like what is the guy from the wire doing there 
<laughs> he had no lines. He, he could have been uncredited. He could have been a stand-in look-alike. Yeah, was, he's, he's a part of the show. So. Yeah, I assume so, because it, but he, he was just there. He, he didn't say a word the entire time. Um, and all the individual plots also seemed, or all the, like, the characters things, there were several relationships that were going on as well. Um, for instance, one of the other friends who I haven't mentioned is dating Aaron, and I think Vinny at one time also liked Aaron, but he's in to- total support of, his, of this guy Dylan dating Aaron. But the problem is Dylan also dated this girl named Sarah who still likes him, and Sarah's dad's a cop. And so at the part of the show is... Um, Dylan having to go back to Sarah after Vinny finds out that um, Sarah's still like is, that he's told Sarah a ton of stuff that he shouldn't have told her. Does does it leave off on any type of cliffhanger? Yeah, so like it seems like everything's going great. They escape the first marriage place with all the decorations. They've set it up. Everything's closing out at the end, and then suddenly the cops come in and arrest Vinny, and then for some reason still give Vinny. A, a chance at the very end as Aaron is like running after him. Aaron uh, is Dylan's girlfriend, yeah. the one I was saying. And he's like, he finally confesses his love, which I didn't even know about. I guess soon that's all been in previous episodes, but but it made sense. And then like, um, she came and whispered something in his ear. And then as they were, he was in the back of the cop car as, as they drove off and he kind of smiled. And that was, that was where it left off. But it felt really concise and like, any reason, any reason it's called Brassic. They kept on cutting to the name. Like, at the very beginning when they found the dead guy, the shovel was in the ground, and then they, like, zoomed in on the shovel handle, and it said Brassic, and then they kept on doing the black screen with the black Brassic so thing So it was kind of like Misfits, where, like, in the later seasons, it would cut to, like, the Misfits um, title card, and then it would go into commercial. Sort part. of, but it was not, like... It was done with, like, style, I guess. Like, it was done on purpose. Kind of in the way I was talking about how they do a lot of splices. It was used as a device to be, like, brassy. Almost <laughs> kind of like uh, the intro to Atlanta, where if you see in Atlanta, you know that it kind of does a different thing with the uh, logo each time. Um, There's just so many tonal differences in this thing. It just goes from one tone to the next tone to the next tone. They just don't give a crap about it, about staying consistent. It was all about sort of keeping it interesting, keeping the humor alive. And and at no point was it like, that's a flaw. It was more just like, this is pretty fun. Well, it's it's hard to, I think, have flaws when when your plot relies on the ridiculousness of it. Um, There was nothing super, like... It was not to the point of ridiculousness that that um, it just seemed unbelievable. It just it, it seemed funny. That's, uh, yeah, and well, and so this uh, is made by writer uh, Danny Brocklehurst. Has he done anything else? Yeah, I'm getting to that. He's done Shameless, the British version. Okay. He's also done Netflix's The Stranger, whatever that is. I'm not sure if you've seen that or not. Is that the horror show? No, no, no. no. You know what that is? That's the one with um, the girl from who played the ghost in uh, in Ant Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a character yeah, named Adam yeah. in that. I remember. And then there, and it's also um, co-created by Joe Gilgan. He is yeah. a big part of the show. It has been, there's not much on it, but it has been uh, praised for its warm but twisted plot. Uh, twisted is the right word. A lot of the people that, like, where I was watching reviews of really liked how it 
was talking about the working class group um, because the show wants to paint them in a positive light. Yeah, like these are like... people of criminals, but at the same time, they're all really nice people. It seemed like it seemed like um, the cousin was like the richest of of, and he's not a friend of theirs, but he was clearly a rich person. And they kind of it was like a Robin Hood thing where they stole from the rich to give to the poor, um, and he deserved it most definitely. There was one part during the bachelor party where someone said, um, where the, the main guy was like, where's my stripper? And then the other guy who had, like, designed it was like, no can do with the Me Too thing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And so it's basically, the show is firmly rooted in truth. A lot of the ridiculous stuff that has happened has happened to the writers in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, I can see the sort of skinsies type thing where they just kind of Joe make it Go- bigger. Joe Gogan has said that yeah, he is very much like Vinny, his mm. character. Well, and, he's like every character he picks up. And the show is also rooted in surprise as well. That's so from everything I'm hearing, I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, well, you should be because it's surprising. And then oh, the reason I asked about the TV show movie earlier was because um, one review, I believe it was The Guardian, called it part shameless, part Ocean's Eleven. Do you agree with that? Well, when I said, yeah, they have heists and stuff, and it was like such a Rick and Morty type of like um, <laughs> making fun of heists while they're also doing it. Because they didn't concentrate too much on anyone's job, but like the idea that like two of them would walk in there with cop suits on and the other one would be like... Uh, um, Vinny was dressed in like a construction thing so he could walk in there and he like was followed by two of the girls in his group who um, were just like they were going to be waitresses and he says to them like uh, what's he say stop being in awe we got to steal some shit <laughs> because they were like looking around the mansion just like yeah so and uh, it seems like you basically were able to kind of get the uh, plot Basically, they are people who are uh, who kind of heist for a living and like steal for a living. But uh, apparently, um, from Wikipedia's thing, they are uh, there are some in the group that are kind of wondering outside of life what you know what else lies for them except for just heisting and everything. So yeah, uh, I think that's all of them to a certain extent. Um, it's funny though, because like they were at a kid's birthday party when all of them were hanging out. So I think some of them have kids. And oh, well, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Maybe but, maybe in the show, I don't know. I yeah, it was one scene that was really cool about that was uh, they were all together. That was the first time you really got a ch- chance to see them all and where I was like, oh, so that's the guy who was watching the porno and it explained why he was doing it earlier. But Vinny was giving one of the kids a present and he was handing it to this lady um, I think it was Aaron, maybe. Um, and he was like, it's a rabbit. And she was like, it has a rabbit in here? And he's like, yeah, it's a rabbit. And then the, someone else was like, are you sure you want to give up your, your rabbit? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, are you not close anymore? And then they did like this quick one second pan to him just snuggling the rabbit. <laughs> Almost kind of like an arrested development type of... Uh, exactly. They did a ton of those, especially when they were de- describing how the guy died who got his head chopped off, the headless dude. They showed the, him losing his head. They showed, um, because after he lost his head with the and they lost the body form, they still had the head. And so they needed to 
put the head back on someone else's body. So they tried to glue it back onto someone else's body, and then it wasn't like sticking. <laughs> it's not nearly as sick, but also the things you're kind of describing are also. I'm not sure about the British version, but shameless U.S. version where they kind of do like quick weird flashbacks and like kind of twisted humor and stuff like that. So. I guess there's a lot more humor into this and a lot less like serious drama, but at the same time, um, it you could definitely get caught up in the characters where if like one of them died, you'd probably feel really bad about it. But um, it, it just flows together really nicely. And again, this episode alone, because of the back flashes that only last a second, really gives you a full picture of what you're missing. I think that's... that's yeah, that's been going on for like the whole I've time. I've been trying to figure out what, <laughs> what is going on. Yeah, so do you have any questions about like what happened? No, I, I was uh, I wanted to see kind of what your reaction was going to be because like I said, there's not a lot of uh, not actually a lot of stuff on like the production of this show and stuff like that. I guess so. I was the fact that he the guy who's in it stars in it like actually made some of it. It just goes along with a lot of his other stuff. Yeah, like done. so is it kind of like preacher almost? Does he play the same character? He plays the same character as like Rudy and Preacher as well, and then he play, he's basically a typecast version of himself. Not to say he's not a good actor, but it's he you kind of go into it wanting to see him play that version. Yeah, and and I and he I assume he, he's like a fixer in this show, where he he's making sure everything's running smoothly, um, but then at the same time he's. Um, <clears throat> He's also up for crazy things. Like, he's the one whose idea was to crash the other person's wedding and take over it. Um, the uh, There's even a scene where he's, like, when he finds out that the Tony Tillerson guy, the guy who lost his head, and that, like, he has to find out whether or not he can trust his own crew with that, that secret, he's, like, walking through the rain really sadly, and there's a sad music song, and you're just like... What is going on? Why is the so, show so I assume crazy? It's just, yeah, that does definitely sound like a like a comedy. But um, as I said before, yes, this was uh, really wide big praise from everything that I saw. I didn't see really a bad review for it. Um, it's not often that you find a show that uses music as effectively, and I think it might have to do with that British thing where um, they're allowed to use whatever music that they want for the first time that they show the episode, but maybe not, maybe this was actually, they paid for the rights of everything they got. Uh-huh. But it was, uh, instead of like being exaggerating, like the music exaggerating something, like you're just like, why are they playing this corny stuff? or or this isn't really needed of this or they're trying to manipulate me it was more just going along with things and it felt it felt pretty organic despite the fact that it went all over the map with the genres so i guess my final question would be are you playing would you are you playing would you watch another episode of this yeah it definitely i'd even watch the earlier episodes of it i just like who rides a white horse to their wedding like who's that smug this guy, the cousin, like walked up to JJ, the his who he picks on, and like makes fun of him for in the past being fat, and then like for not having a girlfriend, and then tells him about like how great his sex life was with this new girl, and then like he's just such a they made no 
uh, reservations as to making this guy just the worst person. So this is, but as you kind of say, this is a very edgy show, right? Yeah, it's edgy, but like not to a point where sometimes a show can just be try-hard type thing. This is more just kind of um, what's funny works, what's funny sticks. Was there anything else you found out about... Um, why was the wire guy there? Like, did they just pay him a ton of money? Uh, I assume so. He was the last one kind of on the list of the Wikipedia name, so I assume he's like probably has an and oh. of his name. Okay, so they're at the final wedding, right? And someone yells, fucking hell, who did that to Nigel? That's fucking Ace. And then they show a pigeon with a bow tie. Like, it's an actual pigeon, and it has a little bow tie on, and someone had put it there, and it's just, like, looking around. <laughs> and that's the type of show this is. It's it's a show that puts a bow tie on a pigeon and has everybody celebrate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I kind of... Would you want to see it afterwards? Uh, from, what, from what I read, from what it sounds like, yeah, sure. So. This is what I wrote at the very bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic West in the wedding seats <laughs> because like I saw him at first and then I didn't think I was like oh that just looks like him and then the credits rolled and I was like wait that is him so I had to write it down um anyways uh, oh well good show check it out and we'll see you again I guess tomorrow with another update where we will be reviewing the next episode of Brassic I don't think there are any more episodes, you said. Did you just send it? <laughs>